and welcome to the Luxury Lounge. That's right. Every Thursday, we head in the lounge, we shut the door, and we air our grievances with the world. And there's no grievance that's too big or too small or too frivolous. It is your problem, and it shall be heard. Now, if you have a complaint and you want to send it into the Luxury Lounge, all you got to do is email jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. That's jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. We love a specific complaint. We love real world issues, real world problems. And as I said in the opening, it can be anything. It could be small, big. You know, it, it could be the, it, this is, the lounge was built with my bare hands as a safe space to work on mental health. This is a mental health thing. Because you, even writing the email, I've had people tell me, they're like, I, they're like, I write to the luxury lounge every week. And they're like, I've never been read. And I'm like, yeah, it's tough. Shelby reads those emails and, you know, he's tough. He, he, you know, he's looking for the good ones. And they're like, but just writing the email feels so goddamn good. So send them in, jtrainpodcast.com. Title them luxury lounge. Give us a little sauce. Let us know what you're talking about. Um, as you're listening right now, it's Thursday. Uh, I'm on the road again. We did the You Up Lives, which were fantastic. <clears throat> My voice is on the fritz a little because we've just been, I've been crisscrossing this great northeast corridor of ours. I was in Boston, Philadelphia, D.C., Vermont, and, you know, the You Up Lives were amazing. Vermont was amazing as well, but for the You Up Lives, I just want to thank you guys for coming and being a part of those shows. So many uh, just such a fun time, and the energy is so fantastic. So if you were at those shows, thank you. I'm back doing stand-up. I'm on the road. If you want to come to a show, assemble the group chat. I will also say, I kind of said this, I guess, a few weeks ago. Someone told me that bring your family. When you're here, your family. That's what that's my old saying. I've been saying that since I've been young. Um it's a lot of, I'm talking about family stuff right now on stage. So you're not going to feel uncomfortable next to Nana or mom and it'll be fun. So, but again, that's, a, that's, I don't say one thing to exclude the other. Bring your family or friends, whatever you want. Assemble the group chat. I'm going to be, if you're listening right now, I'm coming to um, Kansas City, Missouri. It's happening. Nashville, Tennessee, Stamford, Connecticut, Raleigh, North Carolina, Lexington, Tennessee. Lexington, Kentucky. That's hard to say. Charlotte, North Carolina. I'm also adding Atlanta. I'm adding Seattle. I'm adding Portland. I'm adding all these dates. So they're coming. If you don't see them there, they will be there. Jaredfree.com. Jaredfree.com for tickets. Get yourself involved. Assemble the group chat. Very excited for today's guest. I think his first time in the lounge. He's been, he was on the J Train podcast, a part of the JCU, uh, the J Train Cinematic Universe. Uh, but he's back now. Hilarious comic. Eric Newman, thank you for coming on. What's up, J Train? Great to be here. Great to have you. We're in YouTube land for those watching at home on YouTube. Uh, we are over Zoom. Where are you coming from, Eric Newman? Dude, I'm in uh, right now. I'm in Southampton. Southampton. Um, See, the thing about the Hamptons is immediate reaction. You can't. It's like saying I went to Harvard. You can't say <laughs> I'm in Southampton without. Oh, 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 Ooh, ooh, eyes rise, right? Isn't that annoying? It, it, it is like that, except like in this case, it's like it's obviously somebody else's house. So it's like it's like I'm visiting Harvard for the day. 
Right. You know? Well, that that's the thing people don't understand about the Hamptons. They think you say the Hamptons, there's a gate where you have to know the passcode. And, you know, are you on the list? Did you pay enough money? Did you give us your millions? The Hamptons, here's the thing people don't know unless you know. And this is, you know, a luxury lounge exclusive. Hamptons people love having guests. A hundred percent, dude. What's the point of having these big houses if you can't show them off? There's no point. Well, that's the thing. And that's what you're my first. I remember I was invited. I've been invited to Hamptons houses since I've lived in New York. And you have this thing of like, I don't want to stay with other people. I don't want to. Where's the towel? I don't want to sleep on the couch. I don't want to, you know, you know, climb over someone's dad to get to the coffee. I, it, it all seems very uncomfortable to me. I am willing to pay for a lesser beach to not have me in your mom's robe. But then you go to these Hamptons houses and you realize very quickly they're actually very good at having guests. They're great. And they know how to like, they know how, and a lot of them are like really big. So there's like. The houses are huge. There's enough space, right? Like, like right now I'm in a like a huge house, but like, yeah, I think there's like a, a really huge house with no artwork or anything. It looks like you're you're in a um a, a you know a fallout shelter. There's this house must be brand new, or the people where your house rich, you know, everything else poor. What's going yeah, on? This is my most modest angle. Okay, uh, to be relatable to the people, J Train. But yeah, this is this is our this is a new house. It well, it's blurred out. out, but it's a. Oh, I mean. It is blurred out. You're right. We I don't know. You can't see. But I, I I'm kidding. I'm in New York City apartment, right? No, right. No. right. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a new house that just got built a couple months ago. So there's still like it's still bare in certain places. But uh yeah, you're right. No, but like they do a very good job. I think they're like used to companies, so they know the company comes, they you know, they, they they're very good at like giving you your own space, deciding like when you're gonna do activities together and not do activities together and, and all that stuff. And and people might say, well, you're talking about two different experiences. No, no, no. There is a culture in the Hamptons of come to my house and stay. And 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 it's I I I wouldn't have believed it unless I lived it. But you, so if you're out there, I I this is advice for people because maybe in your life someone goes, you got to come stay at my Hamptons house. Say yes. Say yes. It, it will seem like, ugh, I don't know. It's uncomfortable. They don't want me there. They do want you there. It is very removed from everything, so it's like hard to get out to. So I think, I don't know. It's it is interesting to me that that is passed down through the generations. And how, like, because listen, we've all stayed in someone else's space and been like, I'm never fucking doing this again. Yeah. And it's not that. It never. It's never that in the Hamptons. Somehow there's this culture and even the people who like live here regularly or whatever, like there's a, there's a sort of like an unsaid thing going on where it's like, well, we're the people who entertain and you're the people. So like, I think the entertainers know who the entertainers are. Like, right. I think and you never feel, I, I will say this also, you never feel like, the, the, you know, the peasants that are allowed to dance on the upper deck of the Titanic, Titanic for an hour. You don't feel that way. As strange as that is, you would think, oh, we come in our burlap sacks and thank you for our lobster. No, it's, it, it feels like every, you know, money seems to not exist and exist in the same weird way. Dude, at all, like, just like the fact that there's like 
a clock like there's like and and jay train you you live you live in the city so you know this like mm. you you look through cabinets to try to find something and there's sure. just unused cabinets like like cabinet space going completely unused and you're like what the fuck that concept like living in manhattan yeah. is so insane you know yeah it's space on space and it's very luxurious but not pretentious it is strange to me how well the hamptons nailed it and uh, and listen i'm sure you're in a nice house now these this isn't like we were saying these aren't modest people they you know most of these houses you go there's a you have a tennis court does anyone play tennis and they're like no we just have one you know like, oh oh okay not since my great grandfather in the 80s has anybody stepped foot on this tennis court and you're like what like, right. Why? Why? And then but then the tennis court just goes unmentioned. And then by the end of the weekend, you're like, yeah, that's the tennis court. No one uses it. It's cool. So Eric Newman is here. Um, everyone should follow Eric. He's hilarious. I see him at the cellar all the time. Super funny. At I'm Eric Newman. He is on the road. I'll read some of the dates here. Albany. Cleveland, Columbus, Fort Lauderdale, Winter Haven, uh, Batavia, Illinois, all the hot spots. Uh, Royal Royal Oak, love Royal Oak. Pittsburgh, love Pittsburgh. Denver, Salt Lake City. He's got a whole tour schedule. Long Beach, Irvine. Go to uh, ericnewmancomedy.com at I'm Eric Newman on TikTok and Instagram. Go follow. So let's do some complaining. Are you ready? Uh, always, baby. Okay, I'll do my complaint first. Are you ready? Hit the music, Shelby. Jared, he has some problems. Jared, he's got some issues to do. Get off his chest right now. Jared has a lot of issues. Jared has a issue with a lot of things that we can discuss. Can you relate to the problem now? So I'm a little dressed up right now. I don't know if you can. Yeah, you look good, dude. We're, we're, Thank we're, we're you. Dressed up. So I had I had a memorial that I had to go to today. So I, I woke up. I took the train out to New Jersey, went to a memorial, and it was at an art center. It wasn't a place of worship. It was just like this kind of art center loft that we all know. You know, like it's a, just a nice space, okay? And it's one of my good friends, and they lost someone close to them, and I'm there for my good friend. So before I go and get an iced coffee, you know, this is my leisurely way in. I got there a half hour before. I went to a coffee place near the train station, got the iced coffee, sipped on it, did some stuff on my phone. I'll walk in at the call time, so to speak. And then I'm halfway through my iced coffee, and I'm a big iced coffee, no lid, lots of ice. That's me, famously. Love that. No lid, lots of ice. I want to feel like I'm at a barbecue all the time. No lid, lots of ice, okay? So there's a lot of, you know, I'm in a suit, as you can see on YouTube. Hey, YouTube land, youtube.com slash Jared Freed. I'm in a nice shirt. So there's a little danger involved, too. I like to, you know, when you have no lid, lots of ice. Spillage at, at play. Um, So I'm halfway through this coffee, and I just brought it into the... The service. And to me, I don't see anything wrong with that. 
I can't understand. There was no coffee in the lobby. There's no, so I was like, I'll just keep on going. Let's, let's ride this coffee out. I had multiple people that came up to me. Jared, what are you doing with the coffee? Oh, my! at a memorial, the coffee? You would. A lot of you would. Oh, Jared, you would bring a coffee into the memorial. And I'm going, what do you mean I would? What do you? It's this. It's it's not even. My initial complaint was, why shouldn't I bring a coffee into the memorial? Okay. It wasn't like I was, you know, uh, you know, chugging it on top of. You know, the you know, like the you know, a statue of the person. Like, what do you, you know? Yeah. Why wouldn't I? We're not in a place of worship. We're in this event center. We're not in like your grandma's house. I I, I don't understand, right? It's that's that's absolutely insane. Also, you're just being more lively for the memorial, like right. I, I'm just getting into it, and also this idea that this coffee is an example of things. That only crazy Jared would do. And it's like, I wanted to be like, what a, What do you mean I would? What are the other things? When do, do I just walk in? What other events am I ruining with this casual, crazy lifestyle I'm living, walking around with coffees every now and out again? Do you think I'm wrong for bringing no. a coffee into the memorial? Not at all. I think they're wrong for making it like that's like a like a, a bad thing on your character. Like you're the guy who always drinks open coffee in a memorial service. That's your- not like they reacted like I walked in with a Bud Light bottle and I was like, hey, 11 a.m. on a Monday. Right. And it's like, what? I'm having a coffee. Dude, that's absolutely insane. I did notice I was the only one who brought an outside beverage, but I, 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 in my mind, why are we living under these conventional shackles of society? Why wouldn't I, I, I wanted, I was hoping I would see one other person with their drink and we'd like cheers each other. Like we were, we like did a commercial? it. Right. Because I, I just don't, I, I don't see, like I try to look at the world through all lenses. What were, and who would be offended by this? I'm just wondering, I need to know the argument against, or is this just talk? Is this just, we're making small talk. Ah, you would, oh, look at you with the car. You had nothing, just say, how are you? Dude, you know what I think it is? I truly think it's like people being like, fuck, that coffee thing sounded like a great idea. Right, I jealousy. It's total jealousy. I didn't do it. He had the balls to do it. And now I feel like an asshole. So I have to fucking give him shit for it. When I say I wouldn't have even thought twice about the coffee until someone said it, like I wouldn't have thought twice. I wouldn't have put any energy towards this. And then the whole time I'm sitting there with it in my hand, like, am I a monster? Am I in the wrong? Let's go to Eric Newman's complaint. Um, at... I'm Eric Newman on TikTok and Instagram. Hit the music, Shelby. It's the guest's turn to complain. They're ready to jump in. They've got lots of problems, too. It ain't all about Jared. Let's hear their complaint of the day. Let's hear their complaint of the day. They're invited on the show 
to have some fun and complain with you. Let's hear that complaint. Okay, go ahead. So I, my complaint is like a larger, I, see, I got jealous when I heard your complaint mm. because I realized you had like a very specific instance. So my complaint in general is just people who complain a lot. Like that person. Okay, that, you're, that person, you're in the wrong place. <laughs> But that person who said you would, like, that's my complaint. That type of animal is my mm. complaint. But specifically my complaint, just because I dealt with this weekend. Dude, I took a ferry. I did a show in, um, have you ever been to Watch Hill, Rhode Island? I have been to Watch Hill. Famously, um, uh, Taylor Swift's residence is in Watch Hill. Watch Hill is a very famous part of Rhode Island, very ritzy. Um, you've got, To go from Watch Hill to the, the Hamptons is quite... A tour for you. We oh, now sure. we're starting to understand the Eric Newman lifestyle and how you lead a life because Watch Hill is just gorgeous New England, you know, yeah. Providence area, uh, beach town. But Taylor Swift has a huge mansion. Also, there's another. There's a hotel there that is pretty famous. Gorgeous. Um, the, it's called. What is it called? Do you remember the name of it? It's one of the nicest hotels in the world. Um, I'm looking it up right now. It is called the the Ocean House. Ocean House, incredible. The ocean House. It, the Ocean House. I mean, let's take a look. Fourteen hundred a night is what I'm seeing priced right now. Fourteen hundred a night. But I will say this about the Ocean House: in the same way, like the Breakers in Palm Beach, it is just something to look at. Like if you just drive by it. My my parents told me that they during their lives they would just drive Watch Hill. Just because it's just such an amazing place to look at. That's it's how cool. nice it is. It's gorgeous and I never stayed at the Ocean House. Um sure, sure, right, right, right. You know, Eric Newman tours Watch Hill and Southampton. Never stayed at Ocean House. Yeah, sure, try to, you know, try to relate to the masses here. I have a I have a condo at the Ocean House. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, no. So I I've only passed by on. I've like somebody. My friend like has a boat, so he drove us, and we just passed by on the water, and it's like it's amazing. It's, it's just crazy. Like, like, yeah, night nice, is beautiful. But anyway, so yeah, so, so Taylor Swift House is there, which she like visits like four times a year. You know. Yes. Um, and uh, and and I was disappointed because this time she didn't have a this isn't my complaint, but she didn't have she used to have something like a little plaque in the front of the house that said, I knew you were trouble when you walked in, which I thought was genius. I loved it. It's great. Um, and she took it down. I don't know why um, she might be moving. I heard maybe she's selling it. I don't know. Oh, is I'll, she? I'll, I'll I'll call Taylor and I'll ask her what's going on. <laughs> Jared, I wouldn't be fucking surprised if you did yeah. have a one-on-one -on -one relationship with Taylor at some point. Me and dude. T Swift, yeah, we hang out all the time. <laughs> um, but my complaint, dude, we get off the ferry, so we take the ferry from Watch Hill to uh, like this place in Long Island that's like an hour away from the Hamptons, and there's no. So how long is that ferry? Because I didn't know that there was that type of connection. I guess there's must this ferry is like a limo service from Rich Beach to Rich Beach. Yeah, it's like uh, maybe like 45 minutes to Block Island area mm. and take like an hour Uber from an hour taxi from uh, from there to the Hamptons. But, dude, here's the thing. This is my biggest complaint. And this has happened a million times because you travel like crazy. Absolutely. So there's Uber. You have Uber on your phone. You have the app available. You assume no matter where you go, you'll be able to pull up and get an Uber. Right. Right. 
Sometimes they'll quote you the price, right? You'll be on your way somewhere. You'll be on the way to the point where you want the Uber to pick you up and you'll just look it up. You'll be like, how much will it cost from this, from that to my destination? And they'll be like $63 or whatever it is. So you're like, okay, fine. So you order the Uber and then you realize there's no drivers. So, so the disconnect between the app and the actual people who are available to drive you is completely distant sometimes, well, right? It, it, well, it does say to you how many minutes, and it does say to you limited availability. It will say that, but sometimes it'll just like um, load for like 20 minutes. Right, I've seen there that. Won't, there won't actually be like a driver around at all, but like Uber's like, they're, they come off like cocky. They're like, we got this, we got this. And then like, there's like, no. And then it seems like they go back and they're like, oh shit, there's nobody, you know? Right. So, so I wish you knew, I wish there was a way to like, know, like sort of how many like drivers there are in a given place at one time. Yeah. I don't like when it says two to three minutes and then it just twirls, twirls, twirls. And then you're just sitting there going, what's going on? Give me the, give me the details. And then it says your details will be coming soon. And you're like, well, I need an actual estimate. Are, are you? Is this being bid for by seven different Ubers? I'd like to know. Exactly. And it's the problem with beach town communities. They've really kept the Ubers out. Uh, it seems like there's this weird thing, and us as millennials, we are the test generation where we're always in between the two. You got to have your phone, and you got to have a little cash. You know, there's no other generation is going to have to be splitting like we have. We have to hover over both sides because I get it. You go to a beach town area, you go, there's probably Uber, but probably not. Maybe there's three right. Ubers and they all know each other. And if you don't get those, you got to look at, you know, the taxi cab group, which is all these white minivans. And they're like, I'll take you anywhere you want to go for $7 and 50 cents. And you're like, I haven't had a quarter in literally five years. <laughs> I haven't held a quarter in my hand for literally a decade. Who's on the quarter? I can't even remember who's on the fucking quarter. Ex exactly. The, like, I have a thing. I have a bucket in my room of quarters. And I'm like, I haven't put anything in there. It, it, there's cobwebs on it. So it's like this idea that you always have to be ready for phone life, like digital and analog. We live between the two. Yeah, you're right. In like 10, 15 years, it won't be it won't be uh, cash at all anymore. Probably 10, 15 years, we're gonna be blinking, and you're gonna go Uber, and it's gonna you're gonna it's gonna be in your eyeball, and yeah, yeah. we're gonna be like, oh man, I used to walk around with paper money like a crazy person. Right? Yeah, it's fucking insane, dude. And you know what? You know why it's also like just feels completely like a waste. And like I know you know you probably do this all the time. Is like I put everything on my on my credit card. You know. Right. Or because like there's no now that you know how many points you can get for everything you buy it's like having cash is just like it's it feels wasteful like to use cash a little a little bit and plus the idea that you have to like you're like how i want to write this off i just did a show i want to make sure it's all organized in one place it's easier yeah. to use the credit card and just have it itemized instead of like am i gonna walk around with a receipt like i'm someone's assistant in the 1980s what is this mad men i'm gonna yeah, be yeah. filing receipts into a little envelope that's not what's gonna happen for me the receipt is going in the garbage and i'm losing out on tax savings Exactly. But what are you going to do with the whole bucket of quarters? Are you going to just bring it like make one trip to the bank at some point? What are you going to do? At some point, I'll bring it to the bank. I'm looking at it now. I do like there's something about the look of a bucket of quarters to me. I don't Perfect. know. I just like how there's a place for it and there's a substantial amount. I know just in case we, you know, the world ends, I got that break in case of emergency glass that I can get my $14 out of. 
We can't control everything in life, but we can make sure we're having awesome sex. If you've been having performance struggles in bed, check out Joy Mode. They make natural, science-backed sexual wellness products for men, so you can biohack your way to your best sex life ever. Joy Mode is great. I love the fact that it puts you in a mental place to have sex. It is very fun to have you and your partner kind of mix the drink together and know we're heading towards Sextown USA and we've added this fun little element. And it's with clinically supported doses of arginine, nitrate, L-citrulline, Panax ginseng and vitamin C joy mode is both safe and effective mix a packet of joy mode with six to eight ounces of water and drink up anywhere from 45 minutes to four hours before getting frisky want to spice things up in the bedroom and it will boost your sexual performance and do it naturally without nasty prescription drugs we have a special offer for the J train audience go to usejoymode.com slash J train or enter code J train at checkout for 20 20 20 percent off your first order that's usejoymode.com slash J train for 20 percent off your first order let's go to the complaints you ready let's do it baby Everyone go follow Eric Newman. Hilarious comic at I'm Eric Newman. He's going to be all over the road. Go to his website, ericnewmancomedy.com, at I'm Eric Newman on TikTok and Instagram. Luxury Lounge. Now, you came on the J Train podcast and you told us about a porn addiction you dealt with. Yep. You're sitting here and now you've come back from it. This is actually an interesting topic you might have expertise on. Dude, I, uh, I've been clean for a year, a year, one year, baby. Today's oh. the anniversary. We gotta, we gotta drink to that. You listen, you're at your family's house and the Hamptons. I'm sure you guys will celebrate together tonight. <laughs> we will dude. That's a fucking hilarious dude. You know what's so funny? Because like, as you know, and, 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 and Jay Turin, you, by the way, dude, I told you this, the other seller, I just want to tell this to people watching right now, your new fucking, your new set dude is like, it's amazing, dude. Thank it's you, man. Fucking hilarious way it's too kind stacked with a million hilarious punchlines so I, I get to watch and i got to watch you you know build it and i'm sure it's still building but like yeah i just it's 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 hilarious but anyway you know you know it's like it's funny because like i deal i was watching you and i was kind of jealous because i'm like oh this is like a pretty clean family friendly like you know, uh, you know, whatever it is, 15, 20 minutes, you know, uh, whatever you, you know, you've been, you've been working on exactly. But right. I was like, it's funny how you go through phases. I actually thought about it after I saw the set and I'm like, yeah, there was like a point where I was just kind of talking about porn addiction for a while. And now I'm like trying to get past that and talk about more like, I guess like innocent, like, you know, subjects. Cause I feel like I kind of feel gross when that's all I talk about. And well, it becomes tiring, you know, like you're like, I'm talking about this again. Like I even, it doesn't matter what the subject is. Like I'm talking about my family and there's a point where I'm like, I, I you, you become your own heckler. You go, Oh, you're going to talk about your mom again. And it's like, yeah, I guess so. Like, you know, like I say that to myself. To becoming your own heckler is fucking hilarious, dude. And you could also just have a group of them in your head. There could Absolutely. Be like, you could cast characters as hecklers, a whole table in front row giving you shit, dude. <laughs> right. And I, you know, I try to, you know, I guess like my goal isn't to be clean. Like I, I don't, but I'm always like, you know, I do think there's a point where I'm like, could I do something that's 
more interested you know for me i like i i guess i want to be a, like my parents came to the show the other night and i'm like it was nice that like there was nothing on stage that i was like ah gotta watch out for mom and dad you know like i that felt nice you know to kind of evolve that way but I, I totally understand where you're like i've talked about this i've said my piece there's nothing else to say like you know i get that with like charcuterie people are like oh look at the charcuterie. i'm like i did it i don't know what else to say i've my 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 thesis statement is pretty clear you know yeah, and I know I bothered you with this like a couple times with the char charcuterie thing, but like I'll be with someone who's super passionate. Right. I kind of am curious just because like I don't know charcuterie boards at all, but like I'm kind of curious to see if they're actually as good as they think they are. And I knew that you knew <laughs> like I knew you'd give it to them. Give them. Well, I'm no, I'm no expert, but I know how to like make fun of them. You know, like I, I that was the 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 whole bit was just to make fun of the maker. This one is luxury lounge Pornhub algorithm. J Train, oh. longtime listener, frequent emailer, is writing out my problems and complaints to you as my therapy. See? Now onto my complaint. I'm a 27-year-old female, and I cannot believe that in this day and age, there isn't a better personalized algorithm for my Pornhub homepage. Every time I open TikTok, I need to stay on for at least an hour because my phone knows exactly what type of videos I'm in the mood for, my specific sense of humor, and overall, I think this app knows me better than I know myself. How does that technology exist, but my porn website acts like I'm a stranger for my daily bedtime masturbation routine? I like what I would consider very vanilla porn, professionally shot scenarios of a decent looking man and woman having quote unquote regular sex. Boom, bam, five minutes later, I'm good. But no, I go to Pornhub's homepage and the first 10 videos always has some insane looking woman with nipples the size of baseballs with some metal chain connecting them, fucking some man who is dressed as a baby in the ass with a cucumber in some basement dungeon. Quite a scenario they wrote out. If, if, if that's someone's go-to, they're pretty horny right now. What the fuck? It honestly kills me, uh, kills the mood sometimes because I will see stuff out of this world in the thumbnails. I don't even want to touch myself after seeing it. Hope your listeners can relate to this one. Sincerely, Vanilla Vag. What do you think, Eric Newman? Well, we've all seen that video. I mean, let's uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, of course. Cucumber baby, uh, cucumber baby man fucked in the ass, of course. We... We've all been there. That would have actually been the video to get. If I didn't quit on my own, that would have been the video to get me to quit porn. That's the one where you shut the computer. You're like, I'm out. Done. It's over. I've reached the end of porn. Done. Yeah. That's like, a, do you watch Black Mirror? I don't. Okay, okay. That's like if Black Mirror like wrote an episode of what would porn be in the future based on our thoughts. Like that's like, <laughs> uh, but anyway. Uh, dude, that's first of all, that's fucking wild. And I don't really believe that she didn't contribute to the, in some way to that video being popped up like the algorithm knows. Sure. She was shopping for cucumbers on Amazon Prime. They're like, hey, she's got a cucumber thing. Uh, you know, let's try it out on the homepage for you porn. Yeah, I, I, I will say this. It is it, it is now that we've seen how TikTok's algorithm goes and how most algorithms go you are surprised when they've missed the mark. You're like, hey, the technology's obviously out there. I'm not really hiding much. So why wouldn't you, if I've given myself to the river of data, then let me float and bathe in your waters, you know? And it's like, it is annoying when you're swimming a different way than you want to be swimming. You're like, why is this algorithm attacking me and and i do think this is why 
you see so many like angry comments on TikTok. Because if something that you do, you know, when people go and scroll TikTok, they go, they feel safe on their algorithm. And if you take a little step to the right, so maybe they love stand-up. So stand-up and Eric Newman's clips keep coming up. And then all of a sudden, I get in there and I'm like, I'm doing stand-up, but then it's a subject that they're like, that's not something I agree with. They get uh, angry because they've you've kind of snuck up to their party. So there's something that I do understand about TikTok anger being more than maybe Instagram anger because you are giving yourself to the river. You're floating down, you know, the the lazy river of of your algorithm, and then all of a sudden someone drops a pail of water on your face and you're like, what the fuck was that, dude? Yeah, yeah, 100%. And I think it's like if you're if you're like wanting to look up like, you know, pro-abortion stand-up, eventually mm. you come across an anti-abortion clip. Like that's right. just that's just how it is, you know? Right. So if this person searched on you porn, they're like, I like, as they wrote, regular sex. And it's like, watch this man dressed as a baby get fucked with a cucumber in the regular way. They're like, we're on the algorithm. Like, it, I can understand how, like, you're going to get the quote unquote anti-abortion bit, uh, you know, on your 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 algorithm. I, I will say this. This is in a different direction for this complaint. This is kind of the, com- this should be the commercial for why you pay money for your porn. Yeah, 100%. Right, because these websites, they can't really do a sponsored post. Like, yeah, you see commercials, you always skip them on the porn website, and then they can't really spot, you know, make money in the same way maybe a TikTok or an Instagram can. So this is the reason to buy porn, to invest your money, because you're like, I will get exactly what I want. Because right now you can't complain. You're going on a porn hub and you're like, hey, you're get, they're giving you a service that you're not paying for. So, right. you know, you have to kind of be like, like, this is why people don't generally complain about this. Like, what? You fucked up my algorithm. Like, it's actually strange that this person would even be so open. Yeah, dude, dude, a hundred percent. And and that and that is the thing. It's like it's like you if you're getting everything for free based on the internet suggestions, you gotta fucking take the good with the, the bad with the good. That's just right. That's it. And also, it's not like you know you you can do what you can to get the algorithm back. Like you know, sure. I just think you're more the less you pay, and TikTok, you arguably you're paying more because there are ads. So. Yeah. The less you pay, the more you get what they serve you. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. J Train Podcast at gmail.com here with Eric Newman. I'm Eric Newman on Instagram, on TikTok. Go follow. Luxury Lounge. Phone wallpaper problems. Okay. Eric, I'm going to need you to follow this closely because I read this before and I'm not sure if I understand it. This has been a complaint of mine for a while now, and I thought the latest iPhone update would resolve it, but alas, here I am typing. Changing your iPhone lock and home screen wallpaper now requires you to hold the lock screen down and choose customize from there. This is such a neat feature as now I can see more info, i.e. weather calendar info. So you can make your home screen and the lock screen have your calendar whether you could take things off of it you could put things on it i do understand that 
So now I can see more info by just looking at the lock screen rather than opening those apps. So it'll tell you the weather on your lock screen. Okay, okay. However, because of all this is done by holding down the lock screen, this wallpaper customization page is constantly opening up as I'm just holding my phone. I'm not a purse user, so I carry my phone in my hand. And I can't count the number of times I've been walking and, lo and look down to see that the wallpaper option screen is asking me to select a new image for my home screen. I get it. So they're holding their thumb on the screen by accident, and then it's being like, hey, do you want to edit the front page? Oh, got and it. Now, yeah. you, know, you know when the apps start wiggling when you're yeah. about to like move them around? They're getting that version on the home screen every time they hold their touch it by accident. Okay, and there's no way to lock it? Like the I get well because they're go I don't have my phone in front of me, but if you put your thumb on the screen long enough, it'll yeah. it'll be like, "Oh, you want to edit this thing?" I have had this happen to me and it is annoying. They I write, "I I hope either you uses an iPhone to know what I'm blabbing on about." But anyways, Apple needs to allow users to disable this feature so I'm not constantly having to deselect the wallpaper I prefer. Aside, thank you Jared for keeping me entertained. Can't wait to see you in Nashville this summer. Sincerely, the non-perks of being an iPhone wallpaper. What do you think, Eric Newman? Do you understand this complaint? What do you feel? Um, yeah, I think, I mean, I think it's annoying. I think the, the bigger issue is that there's so many updates constantly that like by the time you get used to something, it's already different. Right. And it, it, that is a big problem with iPhone is you get used to a way that it works. It's intuitive. You're happy. And then, you, and then there's a whole new way the next day. And you don't know when that's going to happen. And you don't know which update is going to be a major one and which one you see no changes at all. Exactly. I will I will say this about this complaint specifically is why wouldn't this be a back end item? I do understand like it should just be home screen lock screen. We can do this in another area of the phone. It's not like there's like not enough space to do all these right. things. Like why do they feel like in what world is someone in such a rush? That they're like, I got to get the home screen all fixed up. I got to press it with my finger right away so I can do it right from the front of the screen. It could be a back item thing. It could be in the general options, you know, menu. Yeah, yeah 100%. I think it's just formatted wrong. And I don't think, and, and because that's what you're presenting all the time, right? That's what, when you're hanging out with friends, that's the first thing they see. When you're, that, it should be, you're right. It shouldn't be so accessible, like as right. like a this level change, you know? The iPhone needs to acknowledge like a a drug dealer would acknowledge an addict. Like iPhone needs to treat us like addicts. Like in the same way a drug dealer would be like, okay, I got this client. Um, I can't just have the drugs out. You know, like they would put, they'd be like, they're pretty fucked up on my drugs. I'm going to give them their amount. I'm going to make sure the money comes to me right away. Like a drug dealer would take certain precautions to make sure that their druggy, you know, clientele wouldn't fuck up. And I think the same thing needs to be done by the Apple people. We are all druggies. We are all addicted to this thing. Treat me like my phone is out 12 hours a day. Yeah. And, and don't keep giving us new features to like up the dosage every time to feel like a bigger high. <laughs> Let us just fucking, you know, right, we well, that they want to keep us on these phones. Like I, I once went to grayscale. Have you ever done that? No. What's grayscale? I think it's called grayscale. I, I might be wrong. Um, grayscale is you can change your phone 
That is not what I, grayscale causes the skin to become very thick and scaly. Nope, that's not what I meant. Um, grayscale iPhone. Basically, you can, yeah, how to turn on black and white mode on your phone. You basically turn on black and white mode because I was told that like, because our phones are so colorful, it makes you want to look at it more. It's like very much like a slot machine. They are built to like make you want the colors and want it. And they said if you put it in black and white mode, it makes you less, you know, ready to look at your phone. I tried it for 10 minutes and I was like, uh-uh, uh-uh. The drug, it was like going, it was like going from sweet and low to regular sugar. I was like, I can't even taste this anymore. Like, <laughs> do you use uh, sugar in your coffee? Uh, I do a little bit. I just do a little. What do you use? Sugar or fake stuff? Sugar. Just a little bit of sugar. Right. You probably taste that sugar. I can't even taste it. Like, I use sweet and low. Sweet and low is like 30 million times sweeter. Same thing for color versus grayscale. Like, I was like, I, I can't even see this. I can't even look at this. A hundred percent, but it's the same thing. It's just like the... the um uh just just sort of like excess right it's like uh been mm. like like i'm so used to doing dipping sides with sandwiches like I, i'm i'm if i get like a like a turkey cheese sandwich i'm definitely getting like mayo and russian dressing on the side they'll put mayo on the sandwich but because i'm so used to dipping now with extra, right. extra i can't see the initial layer of of may you know what i'm saying you always want to go up it's yeah. It's, you know, it's like, where are we starting? You know, it's buying your kid a BMW. Where can you go from here? You know, when you start at sweet and low, heroin's the next step. <laughs> J train podcast at gmail.com, J train podcast at gmail.com. Here with Eric Newman. We're in the luxury lounge. Keep sending your emails at I'm Eric Newman on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok. Luxury lounge to go service fees. <clears throat> feather feather longtime listener first time writer i come to you with my complaint about to go order service fees in the past year i've noticed most restaurants have added a one to two dollar service fee on the bill no matter how small or large the order is this is fine with me and i can understand why after a busy week my husband and i decided to sleep in today since we're both off work and get and go get waffle house for breakfast to go we ordered two bowl, two breakfast bowls, no drinks or extras. When I got the receipt, I noticed Waffle House charged me a $3 service fee and a $3 supply fee. So $6 in fees on a small order. Also, the two fees were added into my subtotal, so I tipped them on that $6 without realizing it. I love the convenience of to-go orders, and I understand the restaurant have to make money too. But shouldn't we have some universal fee amounts that all restaurants can agree on? It's kind of ridiculous that a fine dining restaurant charged me a $2 to-go service fee, and Waffle House charged me $6 for a smaller, cheaper to-go order. If they would have had a sign or told me the fees when I was ordering, I probably wouldn't have minded. I might have even ordered lunch too just to get my money's worth, but I was blindsided by this large fee. I'm not mad, just disappointed. Thanks for giving me the space to air my grievances. Sincerely, a betch with beer budget taste being charged champagne fees. Love that sign off. What do we think, Eric Newman? 
Um, I think I think I get the frustration, man, because I think part of it is you just don't know where the money's going. Like, and it's, yes. it's, it's, a, it's a little amount of money. It's a small enough amount of money where you'll just pay it and then like end up, you know, writing an email to complain about it to you. But like, it's not right. enough where you're going to like, you know, complain about it at the restaurant and not pay it. But I do agree. And especially Waffle House, dude, because, you know, it's not going to any of the maintenance. Uh, this is. This is the issue. Totally agree. It is where is the money going? You know, and 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 it also it's preying off of our guilt. Yeah. When you get the service fee on a delivery, this is to go. Okay. This isn't delivery. When we pay a service fee, when you go order late night and you get a bacon, egg, and cheese, and you order fries, and you get your chicken fingers, and you're half drunk. And it says sixty two fifty on the bill. You go, I'm drunk. I don't care. The service is that it's three a.m. You're getting me food that I can't imagine anyone cooking at three a.m. Yeah. You're also assuming someone's getting on a bike and riding it to you in the elements. They're doing things you don't want to do, so you have a little guilt. You go, okay, I'll pay. 20% service fee because someone has a life that I don't really want to have. I don't want to be on a bike in the middle of the snow. This is this. How regularly does this happen that you have a delivery and you go, thank goodness I am willing to pay. And it, when it's to, when it's a delivery, you go, Hey, it's going towards the people. I hope it's going towards the people I want it to be going to. hundred percent. Yeah. And you see them come in like a rainstorm or like, right. whatever, or like, you're like, I don't know how you do it, bro, but I'm glad you're here. Right. And you're and whatever that service fee for that delivery, you go, good for us. We did it. In this scenario, it is enraging because what they're doing is they're preying off of that insecurity that we have, that guilt where we're like, it's a job I don't want to do. But you're the one going in. You're the one picking it up. Are they not paying enough? And what Waffle House wants to do is they want to keep their prices low. They want to keep their prices. You go, it's Waffle House. Like this person, their sign off, beer budget taste. So that's what they, their, their view on Waffle House is that it's a beer budget taste. Waffle House doesn't want to lose that reputation. They want to be your go-to cheap order. So instead of raising the prices on chicken and waffles... The three dollars they call it a service fee. They go, oh, it's the people who work here. It's the people you feel guilty about. It's oh, that's where the money's going. Not not Mr. Waffle House. Not Mr. and Mrs. Waffle House in their Southampton home. That's not who's getting the money. It's the service fee. It's the what do they call it? There was a three dollar service fee and a supply fee. What the fuck? What's a supply fee? What is a supply fee? That's to help you pay rent, Mr. Waffle House, Mrs. Waffle House. This is, they are, they keep dividing the money, but it's all going to the same place. They're so afraid of charging you an extra $3 to lose a reputation. And then everyone goes, hey, hasn't Waffle House gotten expensive? Notice how this person never referenced that Waffle House has gotten expensive. They're going, Waffle House keeps adding fees. Why don't you pay your people right? Why don't you, you know, charge us the right amount for the food? Own who you are. Own the raise in, in, in prices that everything is done. 
and then we'll reestablish your de- your the how we define you Waffle House. Exactly. And I think and I think most people just don't want to be blindsided. So I think if you tell them, "Hey, look, we're, you know, prices have gone up, things are more costly. We're just going to charge another 2 bucks per, you know, per waffles or eggs or right. whatever." Most people will be like, reasonable people will be like, I love the waffles, eggs, I'll pay it. But if you're just going to like throw $6 that's going to go disappear somewhere, people don't want that. Supply fee is a way of making you decide where that money's going. Yeah. That is, if it was an extra dollar an egg, we'd go, Waffle House has gotten expensive. When you call it a supply fee, we all go, well, we're paying the guys who are supplying the kitchen, I guess. Like, we are left to our own imagination, and our imagination is in the land of, I'm a big piece of shit. I need to make sure that better people than me are getting paid. It's the same thing we do with the service fee on the delivery. And it drives me crazy, because this is big corporations taking advantage of our insecurities. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, and I think, but you could, you know, the the human imagination is is infinite, right? So you could imagine it's going to some, like, you know, some people might see that and be like, okay, that's like I'm doing charity, and for whatever reason, some this way. Is, but we, you know, our imagination generally it's human, and it only goes a certain direction. It never goes supply fee. It it would be very strange for us to hear supply fee and go look at. Waffle House has gone up in price. No, we think even the way they wrote this email tells me I, I, because, you know, my dad always says this. He's always like, you're not smart. You're not stupid. You're just like everybody else. Remember that. Whatever you feel, they feel. The way they wrote this email is so interesting. Because, uh, you know, they're saying the supply fee. I love the convenience. I don't understand. Uh, you should have a universal fee that all uh, restaurants agree on. Like, how about no fee? How about you be a fucking man and raise your price and we decide if we want to go to Waffle House or not? Yep, it's deceitful. And you can change. I don't like the idea, J Train, of like of companies that have had one reputation for so long just sticking with it because they feel like they have to. It's okay to pivot or change as a business. Like right. that's- make, make your portion smaller. What they're doing is they don't want to lose. They're in prevent defense. They go, we can't lose our Waffle House customers. We can't. We got to keep giving them the same thing they've always been getting. And it's like, well, you can't afford to do that anymore. Yeah. You need and- to change your prices. Maybe you need to change your portions. Maybe you need to, because it is. it, it, it drives me so crazy because- all that loses is the workers. All that loses are the, the regular people. Right. This is all for the corporation. Yep. Train Podcast at gmail.com. Train Podcast at gmail.com. Here with Eric Newman at I am Eric Newman on Instagram and TikTok. EricNewmanComedy.com for tickets. He's all over the country. Newman, you got a big schedule. You got to make this picture bigger. I can barely see him. One. Which picture? I'm on your Instagram. Cleveland, Columbus, Fort Lauderdale, Winterhaven, uh, Batavia. Have you been to Batavia? How far from Chicago is that? I think it's forty, uh, far enough for people to DM me. Hey, we're not coming to the show because it's so far from Chicago. <laughs> uh, but I think it's an hour, 45 minutes. I've heard the club is good. Have you done it? No, I've heard good things as well. Royal Oak is, I love that area in uh, Michigan. Dude, that, that club is also amazing. Isn't so it? much fun. Pittsburgh is great. Love Pittsburgh. Denver, you're going to have a blast. Salt Lake, Long Beach, Irvine, uh, Ontario, California, Burbank. Have you done those I've done Irvine. Irvine's the best. That's, an, that's a fun mall. 
uh, Dallas, Somerville, Mass. Um, he's coming all over. He's uh, ericnewmancomedy.com. Luxury Lounge. Coworker yawning too loudly. <laughs> I love this one already. Jared, an esteemed guest, thank you for, for thank you for holding a safe space to air our grievances. I'm here for a luxury lounge complaint because my coworker yawns way too loudly and annoys the shit out of me. This is something not only I have noticed, but other coworkers have noticed it as well. At least 10, 10 times a day. Ten times a day. That's the, they're trying to tell you something. They, this is like the, are they kidnapped? Too? Like, what are, what are they trying to tell you? This is like, oh, help me. That's a cry for help, a literal cry for, for help. help. It's a cry for help, but you don't have an airplane. Yeah, that's, that's, right. a, that's an SOS, dude. Right. 10 times a day. Oh, <laughs> oh. That, that's a, that sounds like a ghost taunting the office. 10 times. At least 10 times a day, she will make the dramatic yawn sound and stretch her arms out over her head. Oh, it's a production. We're doing a song and dance. This the is baby. Cats on Broadway. What's Dude, going baby. on here? This yawn will, will last at least five seconds. <laughs> Put a clock on the screen, Shelby. Uh, let's do that right now. Ooh. That's crazy. That's great. That that's like what in breathing exercises when they when they tell you in meditation it's five, breathe out for six seconds. I mean that's like you know. Yeah. So what is this? A Lamaze class? This is a, is she pregnant? The yawn will also be followed by her saying out loud, "I'm so tired," and, or "Today has felt so long." This is legitimately a production. So hold on. Let's go over what she does. So 10 times a day, this woman is going, I'm so tired. It's like bad acting or it's like a parody of a, of a tired person. It's not even right. like, that's what you would see in a commercial that was locally made for some energy drink that someone makes in their bathtub. Are you tired? John's elixir will get you going. I'm tired. Oh. It's like SNL making fun. It's an SNL sketch for, right. for, a bad, for a bad local TV commercial. It doesn't help that she does not have any concept of inside voice, so her voice is always extremely loud. Normally, if someone politely yawns, they cover their mouth and don't make a noise. This bitch has never covered her mouth once while yawning, and it's so irritating because we are all tired. Yeah, everyone's tired. That is my most annoying thing when someone, I'm so tired. Yeah, me too. You think I'm like going to bed with a sleeping cap on? Ooh, yeah, I fall asleep right away. I don't look at my screen 30 hours a day. I work 10 to 12 hour days in the office every day, and she is never here more than eight hours and takes a long lunch break. I'm ready to cover her mouth with tape. What do you think, Eric Newman? Dude, I think do what you got to do with that tape, man. Honestly. I mean, here it is. It is funny. The more you say you're tired, the more we look into how tired you should be. Yeah. Because no. they even said, they go, I'm working 10 to 12 hours a day. You do eight. And I've noticed you stay at lunch for an extra five minutes. No one would notice how you work 
if you never just never acknowledge that you're tired. If you're just like, yeah, we all work the same day. It, that is one of those things where it's like, your problems are not that individual. Your problems are not that important. You're not that tired. We're all tired. Unless you walk in and we literally see you falling asleep, standing up like some sort of heroin addict, then we don't want to hear how tired you are. Yeah, that's the thing. People will leave you alone. Like if you and if you just like yawn quietly and just go back to work, right. nobody's gonna say shit. But the fact that you're making it a whole thing, it's like they're they're not yawning. They're these are not natural yawns. These are these are attention. these are these are attention seeking noises they're making. Yeah. Calling it a yawn is letting them off the hook. I I would go, did someone yell? Every time they yawn, I would go, is someone yelling? Oh, it was me yawning. Oh, can you like cover up? And uh, that—that's your entrance. Oh, uh, sorry, I thought someone was screaming. Like I would, I would gently shame them. Oh, I think you have to, and I think I think it is on this uh, writer's uh, a little bit on. It's their responsibility a little bit to like straighten up this person. I think. Well, other people in the notice, uh, other people in the office have noticed, which is good. That's good because now you have a small militia. To, that has been formed to go against this crazy person. So the next time you hear, oh, I'm so tired. You go, what? And they go, oh, I'm so tired. You go, oh, I thought someone was screaming. That's what you say. Just go and say it honestly. Say it like, oh, I thought someone was screaming. Was that? And then go, is that how you yawn? And I would, I would do that. And, I, and they go, oh, oh, oh. And I think they'll cover up a little bit more next time. I don't think they'll be as loud. Because now, is that how you yawn? Don't get angry. Don't get mean. Just question. Is that is that how you yawn? Really? <laughs> I love it. And this is, I think this is a better substitute for uh, putting tape over her mouth. I think like. Yeah. I think that time could come depending on how she reacts to this, to the like the gentle like, hey, you're, 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 you're yawning a lot for attention. We, 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 you know. <laughs> Right, but I do get the temptation to ignore it because when you see somebody needs attention so much, you're almost right. like, ah, "You, I don't want to show you any attention." So, let the baby cry itself out, so yeah. to speak. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you, and I think, you know, I just, I, I would, uh, is that how you yawn? That's how I thought. It, I thought the, the office was haunted by a ghost. I'm sorry. I, I thought, oh, I guess okay, and I would just go, know. I'd be bewildered. Bewilderment is a form of shame. Oh yeah, it absolutely is. But I think those yawns probably started much shorter and much less dramatic. Absolutely. And as they didn't uh, address them, they just became more of a production. If it doesn't stop, go to a trophy shop, buy an award, have it engraved most dramatic in the office and put it on their desk after they're done yawning. I love just that. Right JTrainPodcast at gmail.com, Podcast at gmail.com here with eric newman at i'm eric newman on instagram on tiktok let's do i think we got time for one more is that okay yeah hell yeah let's do this one luxury lounge lost my private plane seat to a dog Jared, new listener here, was introduced to you through Juliet on Bachelor Party. Well, thank you. Love Juliet Littman. My sister has been talking about this pod for years. Finally had a worthy complaint to share. I love this. My husband's brother invited us on a very nice vacation over the holidays with his family. This part of the family often flies private. My husband and I do not. So we were looking forward to that experience. After some back and forth about what sort of plane was available, my brother 
brother-in-law, uh, my brother-in-law let us know that there was not room for us on the plane and we would have to go commercial. The reason there would not be room for us is because they were bringing their two dogs and they required a passenger seat. Oh, oh my God, that hurts, dude. We were already guests on a very fancy vacation, so I couldn't complain out in the world. Thank you so much for providing a place like this to do so. Um, this is horrific. Horrible. And and is it did you did we get any sense? I don't know if I heard it correctly. Did the dog share a seat or did they each have their own individual seats? Were like two seats for the each dog? I, well, I guess the dog gets their own seat each. I guess there's probably a policy. It it is the the most frustrating part of this is then you are on a vacation with a dog who flew there better than you. The exactly. dog got to Turks and Caicos privately and you were on a jet blue flight not even in the big seat you were in regular gen pop jet blue and you have to live with that that there are dogs that you interact with that live a better life than you that is a little demeaning they know it the dogs know it the dogs know it the owners know it you know it and then they've shown you the totem pole of how the hierarchy that's where you land i mean also like it's rude to be like hey we're all going to this island i think if i found out after like hey we all got here on the private plane i don't need to know that the yeah. dog got a seat that they needed a seat i don't need this like i don't need to i don't need every bit of information in my life i don't need to know everything they could have been like hey here's the deal um, we got your tickets, JetBlue. We'll be at the island. We'll see you there. Here's the hotel. Here's your flight information. That's all they needed to tell. They didn't need to go, so I think we're going private. You might be in. You might be out. Uh, actually, Rufus needs a seat. And it's, you know, these are, you know, FAA rules that dogs have to be in a seat. So we're sorry. And for that reason, you're out. Like that to me is just, I don't need the inner workings of how this is all worked out. And this goes back to what we talked about in the beginning about the Hamptons house. This makes a good host versus a bad host, making 100%. you feel like you're part of the group and you're not, our home is your home. No, this isn't our plane is your plane. This is my dog goes private and you peasant fly commercial. That's exactly what it is. And the people who are taking them on that vacation went from being the good guys to the bad guys. Right. Like, like if you're paying for a luxury vacation, amazing. Thank you. But if you're then putting in their face and her face, the writer's face, you know, what what they're not getting and who right. they're and why they're not getting it, then again, you're a dick. Lie to me. Lie to me. Just withhold some information. Let's have some class. These aren't classy people. That's the thing. The minute you let me know that the dog has a seat is the minute that I, that's bragging. We're bragging. I have enough money to put my dog in a private plane seat, put a little seatbelt on them and serve them food in a, in a, in a, like a gold tin and they were serviced and, you know, we let them pee on the flight attendants because that's what we do. You know, like there's just too much information. Too much. And they might as well have just like sent them a, a screenshot of the menu that the dog's going to be eating. Instead of <laughs> right. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, right. And then it's like, hey, you, you, you walk in. They're like, how are the snacks from the wicker basket? It's like, shut the fuck up. I don't, I'm not talking to you about my flight anymore. 
jtrainpodcast at gmail.com, jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Eric Newman, fantastic. Thank you for coming on. Love being on, J-Train. Appreciate it, brother. Everyone go follow Eric Newman at I'm Eric Newman on Instagram, on TikTok, on Twitter. Also, he's on tour. He's traveling, crisscrossing this great nation of ours. Uh, ericnewmancomedy.com. I'm Jared Freed. We're here every Thursday in the lounge. Keep sending your emails, jtrainpodcast.gmail.com. Back next week, boom. J-Train, I love you, baby. Thank you, man.